Hello, I'm C. Stephen Ellis, novelist, and this is my podcast, The Writer's Mind. Here we will discuss all aspects that relate to the craft, business, and creative side of writing. For more information or a transcript of this podcast, please go to my website, www.cstephenellis.com, and that's Stephen with a V. So focus your ears because it's time to step inside the writer's mind. Hi, today at the writer's mind, we're welcoming Laura Ellis. Laura Ellis. Uh, Full disclosure, since the last name is the same, Laura Ellis is my cousin, but she has also been a dancer, an actress, she's done sketch comedy, she had a one-woman show, and now, of all things, she is, and I'm looking at my paper to make sure I get this right, she is the president of the Los Angeles chapter of NAPO. What is NAPO? NAPO? Ah! Right. Is, there you go. Yeah. Is the National Association of Professional Organizers. Did you know there was such a thing? That I... there's that many organizers that we have our own association. And it's um it's national. There's one in every major city. And um, I'm the president here in Los Angeles. So this is to me, this is fascinating on several <laughs> levels. And this is why really I wanted you, despite the fact that we're related. This is why I really wanted you on the podcast was because, to me, you're a fascinating character unto yourself. You know, it's like how many people put professional organizers in their books as a character? Can you imagine you're a professional organizer, but you're on the run from the bad guys. But first, you know, you notice <laughs> that by organizing the bookshelf, somehow you find the secret compartment or something like that. And. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, as organizers, we're in people's homes and spaces. It would be very likely that we could find something. <laughs> I bet you you do. Have you ever, <laughs> just as a side thing, I got to come back to this. Let me make a quick note. Finding okay. Stuff. Okay. Um, so also, though, on the second level, it's writers as a, you know, you know, I don't want to, you know, characterize us as being sloppy People, but just look around my office for God's sakes. It's like nothing but clutter, and uh, and the same thing with a lot of other writers I know. Their desk has mounds of paper. They're trying to create characters. They get scene ideas. It's a post-it that suddenly goes onto the the middle of their monitor, and then they don't even remember why it was there, etc. So, kind of wondering how somebody like you could bring some clarity and perhaps you know, well. I hate to use the word, but organization to their life. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I do. You know, I do work with creative personalities and industries. I've got artists and I do have writers. The thing is, it all depends on the client. It's what they want and what they need and what works for their life. I can't impose my organizing vision onto what they do. But... Having said that, usually when people call me, it's because they need to solve a problem. So something is not working for them. And that's why they pick up the phone and call me. So if a creative person calls me and says, I just cannot find my notes. I don't know where to put anything. It's total chaos over here. It's re- I meet with them. 
We go into their space. I see how they work. I talk to them about their process. And then we create something that's going to work for them. For example, if your process is to have index cards all over the wall and create your storyline, I'm not going to tell you, well, maybe you should really put them in an, in a box because out of sight, out of mind. That's not going to work for that person. So it's really tailored. Very okay. Tailored. Yeah. But to me, uh, I would think, uh, especially since I'm using myself as an example, you have to you have to kind of pry it out of them, you know? You have to force them to let go of some stuff. Because if you walk in and like, you know, I'm looking around my office. If you see books everywhere, I've got computer cables everywhere. Yeah. I've got records, LPs that I haven't listened to as an LP in, I don't know, 15, 20 years. But they're all sitting back there on the shelves. You know, you've got to somehow finagle or 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 charm your way into getting them to give up some of their ideas yes um i have a lot of education and experience in working with people and getting them to let go of their items but i will never tell someone they have to get rid of something it is up to them but when we go through the process people begin to see that Perhaps they don't need those albums that they haven't listened to in 12 years. That's why we always start with a vision. So if I said to you, Craig, what is the vision for your office? If, if it's not working, if, if having the LPs around and all the cords and cables that you have, if, if that's not working for you, what is working? Like what, what, what's your vision? What do you want it to look like? What's your dream writer's office? And then we work from there. So as we go through the items, we go back to the vision. And I say, does this fit the vision? Does having these piles of papers, does that fit the vision of the office? And they start to see that it really doesn't. And maybe it's okay to let go, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I have lots of little tricks, though. <laughs> oh, well, okay. We're going to circle back to that. But the, I, I actually forgot to start this way. And that is really... How does somebody get into organizing? I mean, I mean, you didn't wake up when you were five or 10 and go, you know what, I want to be an organizer. <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, not officially, but it is something that I've always been good at. And I know people are going to think this is crazy, but I actually like it. When I see a disorganized space, it looks like fun to me. I see the potential there. So it's something that I want to help people with. So I like it, and I've always been that way. I used to reorganize the utensil drawer in the kitchen or help my mom do the linen closet. I, I mean, I was always, my mom tells a story about me sitting in front of my changing table, so you can imagine how old I was if I was, you know, still in diapers, tossing all the stuff out of the table because, I don't know, it wasn't good enough to me. I just wanted it to be neater. So... <laughs> I'm going, Mom, you got to organize this stuff without words. So uh, just a touch of OCD. <laughs> it, well, but if you come to my house, yeah, I can, see, I can see why you would say that. Here's the difference. It doesn't make me anxious if it isn't organized. And if you come in, that's the difference. So if you come into our house, although you're usually over for an event, so it's really, you know, sparkly. But... Um, it looks lived in. 
You know, it's it's not about having everything in place and having a staged home all the time, because I think that's a you know a level that's very it's unattainable. And why would you want to put that pressure on yourself? We live life. The trick is how quickly, if if you had to, when pushed, could you have your space organized? Is there a place for everything? So. <laughs> So he looks around the room. Yeah. yeah, no, I look around this room and I'm thinking, first of all, my wife is like, she's she sits there and she looks around. She goes, you know, let me organize your office. And I said, well, what would you do? She goes, get rid of everything. I'm like, I know you can't do that. This is my stuff. This is my my little cave. So yeah. I don't know. Um, well, that, that's it. That's a great reason why people hire an organizer. I am not attached. No, seriously, yeah, I'm yeah. not attached to their stuff. Right. I don't have a relationship with them. So, if, for example, you were to work with a professional, it's <laughs> I'm not going to go in there and say get rid of this. You know, I. It's a different relationship, and perhaps you would be more open to it because, you know, when it's your spouse telling you something, yeah. it's much easier to say, get out of here. That's, I don't want you to tell me what to do. Stop telling me what to do, you know? Right. So. In this room, stop telling me what to do. You can tell me what to do in other <laughs> rooms, but this room. Well, that's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So then how do you, because I know that you, you know, you studied dance, you studied mm -hmm. acting and theater, and you did, um, uh, you were in, in, uh, improv groups and you did a one woman show and you're you know and i'm you know again i know we're related but you were fantastic yep. you were hysterically funny oh. in your shows and i wanted to know how do you go from doing that to actually saying all right i'm going to be a professional organizer and and actually get into this as as a living right making the leap from just something that i'm good at right. to a profession and having a company um well, like I said, it's something that I've always been good at. I always did it on the side. And while I was pursuing my creative endeavors, I didn't want to go the route of waitressing. I just, I needed a little bit more stability in my life. So I had day jobs and that's how I learned how to organize offices because I worked as an executive assistant in New York and I was living in Manhattan, which is a very space challenged place. So all my friends who had difficulty putting their things away in their apartments would come to me and say, can you help me do this? And so I started to do it on the side for them. And that just kind of grew. And then when I moved to Los Angeles to pursue my big dreams of acting, um, and I did, you know, Second City, and I did some plays, and all the while I was, I had my day job, and then I was also doing this organizing on the side. And it just developed in after the I worked for a real estate developer. So in 2008, as we all know, the market crashed and a couple years later, the commercial loans hit. And that's when I got laid off. And I had been with this company for 10 years, which was an amazing experience learning how to grow a company from the ground up because it was a very small business. So it was just me and him and a phone on the floor when I started. And I helped build this, all the systems in the office, the filing systems and the computer systems and the marketing. And we grew to a um, to two offices. And all while that was happening, 
um, and also acting. 2011, I got laid off. And I was sad for about two minutes. <laughs> and as I'm carrying my box down to the car with all my stuff, I'm like thinking, you know, and I, I called my at the time boyfriend, now husband, and I said, I just got laid off. And he said, congratulations. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think this is, this is the kick in the pants that I really need to start my business. So I had a little help from the universe or whatever, pushing me in that direction. So at what point did you find out that there were, um, that this was a profession, that there were organizations? Right. That NAPO existed. Well, I, I was investigating it for a while because, um, you know, it was just seemed like an interesting thing to me. I discovered NAPO and I started going to their meetings. They have chapter meetings and they also have classes. So people think of organizers really as someone who comes into your home and, and puts away the clutter and, you know, makes your house nicer. But there are all kinds of specialties. There are people who specialize in chronic disorganization, which is a thing, in hoarding, in um in photograph organizing, in um, electronic organizing, all kinds of different specialties. And they teach classes in the best ways to approach this and how to deal with clients and how to set up your business. And they're really a, a, an amazing resource. And on top of that, they have really good SEO. So if you're a member and you join, when I started my business, like, who am I? I don't, if you Google, you know, professional organizer in Los Angeles, I'm not going to come up, but NAPO does. And people will go on, they discover it and they'll uh, look for an organizer on there. And so that helps build your business. It's funny because it's one of those professions that once you do it, you're like, so glad I've done it, but right. you don't think about it. Like if I'm, um, and, and, I, and I address the, uh, the novelists in the crowd because novelists have to do so many things beyond just writing and creating their book. Mm -hmm. And th if they're saying, okay, I'm going to actually treat this as a business, they would benefit from an o organizer. The benefit from an organizer would be tremendous because not only do you help like clean up space and things like that, but you also help organize time right? Yes, we do time management and productivity and process. So we can really even streamline your create, creative process. That's, that's a huge thing. But the first thing is always the clutter. And, you know, I, I, have, I have two types of creative and writer clients, I would say. One is the type of creative personality that needs things around them to feel comfortable and creative. The other is the total opposite, and I have both. So just because you're creative doesn't mean you have to live in clutter. I, I worked with someone yesterday, and she's a writer, and we've been working together for quite a while. They just moved into a new home. We set up her new office, but she wants everything in its place labeled because she doesn't want to waste her time thinking about that. It's a distraction for her. She wants to get to the business of creating. And that's really the key to anyone, really, uh, feeling overwhelmed because you're, you're occupying too many places in your mind for too many things. 
Yeah, there is a limit. There's a limit to how much you can hold in your brain. I know that sounds ridiculous, but there's there's been studies on this, you know, and if your energy and your focus is being pulled every time you go into your room or your house or wherever you're creating and you see a big pile of papers or you see the record albums that are distracting you, there's a, a little bit of thought that goes to that and you go, oh, I really got to get rid of those records. I really got to handle that. And it's, it's really pulling your attention away. Also, creative personalities love procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> No. What makes you yeah, say it's that? True. I hate to break it to you, but this is a reality. <laughs> yep. They love procrastination and um, looking for things, finding things, all that is is a nice creative distraction, so to speak. So it's really something to look at. You know, there's a lot of psychology involved in organizing. I would you know, think what, so. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I would think, and again, which we talked about at the beginning, I mean, even though somebody calls you to come in and help organize them, there's got to be a lot of pushback for your thoughts and your ideas. What, you mean from the client? Yeah, from the client. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, but I, you know, when people call, they're ready. That's, That's why... Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I guess that's the you know first stage of any kind of disorder is realizing you have the disorder, and so then you're yeah, calling right. for help, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. uh, some people do push back. Some people do. Here's a funny thing. So sometimes what happens with a client, if if I notice, if I make a suggestion, and they say, "Oh, I don't want to get rid of that." If they'll, they'll pick up something, um, you know, like, um, I don't know, a stack of business cards. And they'll say, oh, I, I don't really need these, you know. And I say, okay, well, maybe you can get rid of them. Well, no, I think I, I, think I might hang on to them. So I take note that there was a little pushback when I made a suggestion. The next time, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. So they say, oh, these books, I probably don't need these. And I just sit with the silence. And it is the funniest thing how they talk themselves through this process. It's hilarious. It happens all the time. They'll go, oh, well, and yeah, I don't really need these. Well, maybe I, I don't know. I think I can probably get rid of these. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say to get rid of them. But I haven't said anything. I haven't said one thing. And they go through this whole thing and they finally let go. So sometimes just my presence, just being there is enough. Well, you know, this is um, similar to an uh, interview technique that uh, I learned just from watching, and you know, I'm old, so watching Johnny Carson, but <laughs> what he would do is he would always repeat the last thing said, but re restate it, and mm. then the, the person just goes off. So it's like you say, you know, oh, you know, I really don't want to get rid of these books, or I want to get rid of these books, but I want to keep most of them, and it's like, you really want to keep most of them? And then... They're off, you know, and it's yeah. it's just a matter of letting them work through it themselves, right? That's it. They have to just go through the process. Okay. Well, this is yeah. fun. So yeah. uh, questions that I have, let's see. Um, we talked about people being overwhelmed. So I'm going to ask you uh, some organizing tips that I think writers uh, in writers in general uh, would... <laughs> 
Anyone in mind? Anyone? No, I don't know. Anyone in mind or not. But I think writers in general would uh, get some ideas off. So I know, you know, writers are uh, tend to be voracious readers. So that yes. means that we have, you know, uh, books, we have magazines, we have printed articles, and we have brains that can't hold on to anything, you know, <laughs> because we're too busy. We're too busy scattered. We're too busy trying to create. And uh, the fact that the brain can't hold on to anything is like, well, we better keep this article here for it. And I know that you are also, one of the tools you use is Evernote. Yes. And I want to, how do you employ Evernote into that kind of, you know, I got to get rid of the magazines. I got to get rid of some of these books that I haven't read in years, things like that. Okay. Well, I'll start, I'll go backwards Okay. from, from, from the list that you asked. So you, you talked about books, magazines, and Evernote. So Evernote, I, I'm, an, I'm a certified Evernote consultant. And um, that means I know a lot about Evernote. There, <laughs> probably more than you will ever want to know. It's an amazing tool. It's not the most user-friendly when you first start it. So I often hear people start to use it. They say, uh, I don't really like it. And then they abandon it. I would say stick with it. There's tons of videos and uh, resources out there for how to set things up. One of my favorite things about Evernote is the scanning feature so and the web clipping feature. So when you're browsing the internet, you come across an article that may be wonderful for your next novel, you know, your something that you, juicy that you want to file away. You can clip it in the, in the, on the internet and it goes directly into a notebook, which all becomes searchable text in your notebook, which you now have on your phone, on any device that you're carrying around. So if you're traveling, you still have the same information. It's not locked up in your office. You can also do the same thing with scanning. So I, this, I love the um, Fujitsu Scan Snap. It's this little teeny portable scanner. It's so fast, it's amazing. It's a little pricey, but for me it's worth it. And if you have a lot of articles, clipped paper, I find it very, very helpful because you can scan that stuff into Evernote too, and it all becomes searchable. So let me ask you a question here, and this is a, a technical question. Then, what is the difference between, you know, taking your iPhone and and taking a picture of something and sending it to Evernote or scanning it? Not really anything. It's just it's if you can if you take a picture of it from your phone, you have to make sure that it goes in as a PDF. So you know how you have it's not as a JPEG because JPEGs are not searchable, but right. PDFs are. Correct. Got it. Okay. So you have to use an app on your phone. That's um, I think there's one called Scannable for iPhone, and so it's basically the same thing. You're taking a picture of it, and it it will go right into your Evernote notebook, and it's searchable. And I think. As a writer, that would be super useful. It's so much easier than flipping through that file and all of all those clippings, which probably will take you down some other rabbit hole because, you know, if there's a lot of distraction in a paper file with clippings. And you're going to look at another article and go, oh, look at this shiny thing. What's over here? <laughs> right? Instead of keeping focused on the task at hand. So you're saying writers are like cats. 
Well, uh, yeah, maybe. Or dog <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then, okay, magazines. Just stop ordering magazines. <laughs> see that mess? I don't know if you can see it, but in the, I can see it. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> And they're all wine or cooking or, you know, food and wine and all that stuff. And all those. Re- now, now, here's the interesting thing. I, I know you're a big cook. Do you use do you refer to those magazines for recipes? Absolutely no, right? not. Right. I used to go through this tremendous process of where I would, you know, find the magazine recipe, then find the recipe online, then copy the recipe into my recipe program. And it's like. By that time, it takes me an hour to do like four recipes or something like that. And quite frankly, you know, especially running, uh, you know, a noveling, uh, noveling, a novelist business, uh, <laughs> a noveling business, uh, running that full time, it's it's crazy. I just don't have the time for that. It's it's you know, and it's also, like you say, it's like um, legitimized procrastination to do. It, it. is, yeah. yeah, 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 and it's not it's not getting you anywhere. So here's the funny thing that what what I heard you talk about in there, which is very common. So you, you get a magazine, then you go online to find the recipe. Right. I mean, isn't that where everybody gets anything? The World Wide Interweb has so much information and it's just, it's there. We don't need, I, I, listen, I love magazines. I love going to a Barnes and Noble if you can find one anymore yeah. and getting a big stack of design magazines and a cup of coffee and flipping through all the shiny glossy pages. Love it. But will I ever subscribe to one? No. Have you ever subscribed to magazines? I, actually, I do. I get real simple. It, people gift it to me. But oh, because that's a it's also that's an organizing magazine, right? It is. It's yeah. an organizing magazine and here's how how many of them do I have right now? Well, actually, I don't see anything behind one. you. Well, I don't have them. In, I don't have it in here, but yeah, I have one. As a matter of fact, let me tell you what magazines are good for. Yeah. Boot shapers. Boot shapers. If you have tall boots, which I hope you don't, you roll them up <laughs> and put them in your boots. <laughs> hey, let's not get too personal, all right? You know. I, okay. I mean, I don't have tall boots, but it's okay if I did, okay? It's okay. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong not with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, especially since, you know, I'm, I'm uh, not exactly a tall guy, so anything that makes, you know, increases the stature is, is good for me. Gotta uh, do it. Gotta do it. So again, so magazines just stay away and realize that you can get anything, almost anything in a magazine you can get online. And... On top of that, there are programs now that um, actually source their content from magazine articles all the time. And I'm thinking of um, Flipbook, I think, is what I'm thinking of. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, when you start going through that, you can even search the things that you're interested in, and then you can come across that that article about wine or that article about... um, And then also search anything in Google with the word news, and you're good to go, too. Speaking of Google, do you uh, teach people how to use Google? Do you know, like, you know, the qualifiers that you can use to search Google? Uh, you mean how to do a search? No, no, I'm, I'm not just typing in a name. But, for example, I could type in something. Um, if I type in my name, for example, I will get all of these articles about some Australian soccer player who apparently is quite good, um, <laughs> but nothing about me. And I know that in Google, you know, there are qualifiers that you can use. You can 
you know, say uh, my name pl- uh, and then in parentheses or minus not, you know, soccer player or something like that. I don't I, I actually don't know how it works. So I'm wondering if you do. Um, I, I would have to Google that. I think I think, you know, just as <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't. But do you do you uh, this is a question for you. See, do you set up Google alerts for yourself? No, not on my name because I'm not. I'm because not. you get the soccer player. Right. Well, maybe there's maybe there's some way of doing it. So I would I would have to Google that. I yeah. think that I mean, not that it's a suggestion, not that I'm making anything about your business or anything like that. But it certainly is kind of an interesting niche yeah. to, to teach people, especially people who like need to use the Internet and want to be more concise about their Internet usage. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Sure. So Curate, curated information is a huge time saver. So you're talking about like Flipbook or Google Alerts. Anytime that you can have specific information sent to you, that will save you a step in searching for it. If you're running a business, you know, I have Google Alerts set on my name. Not much comes up. Or the organizing business, but very specific things about it. How to organize this or that or your business. Um, Evernote, Napo, these are all Google alerts. So in the morning, I will get articles sent to me based on that. Uh, I, I've never used that, but I think I should. because It's super I, useful. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Now, you are in a business and you are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a business trying to increase your business. What do you do for promotion? Well, I am in a networking group. I'm in BNI, which is amazing. BNI? Because, yes, Business Network International. Wow. It, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic organization, and I happen to be in a, a really amazing chapter. We have 55 members, and the way that it's set up is there's only one profession per person, so I'm the only organizer, and there is no competition. So for all of those people... I am their organizer. So now they go out into the world and they're my sales force and I'm theirs. So, you know, if someone asks me for a handyman or a contractor or a computer guy, which I get a lot when I'm working in offices, people need either cord management or whatever problems they're having. I've got the guy to do that. And I call them and say, you got to talk to Lawrence. He's going to help you out. So they are my sales force. And that has been huge. Wow. Uh, Napo is is very helpful that way, especially because I'm in a leadership role. So I'm out there in front a little bit more Um, word of mouth. My clients, my you know, if I can turn a client into a fan, that's that's the best thing. Social media, social media. Yeah. Instagram. Yes. And have you by Ellis on Instagram? Have you done any paid advertising? I've done some Facebook ads. And that's, that's helpful. I haven't really seen any, I, I, you know, nothing that I can qualify on ROI for that. Instagram, I'm, I get um, questions about contributing. So people will want me to contribute to their blog, which is great. That's, it's exposure. Right. Well, that's interesting. I like that. You know, I haven't really learned a lot about Instagram. And again, I'm sounding like a hundred years old, you know. (laughs) 
saying, what's, what's this Instagram thing? Do I, do you, you know, like turning it into a verb, I, you know, Hey, yeah. let's go Instagramming, you know? Are and, you Instagramming? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hire, hire a young assistant. That's the key. Yeah. You, you got, you got to get somebody young who, who knows what the heck is up. Cause I cannot keep up with all of it, uh, you know, and they put emojis and everything. I, I, you know. All right. So I want to get to your favorite question. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. So what, if any, allegory exists between cleaning and organizing your space and cleaning and organizing your mind, you know, your, your, your ability to get things done and be a little bit more organized up here? Yeah. Well, it's never about the stuff, ever. People call me because they think they have a clutter problem and there's always something deeper. There's always another reason why that clutter is sitting there. So as we go through the process, usually when I open the door, I can see the weight and the embarrassment and the shame, which for me, there, there isn't, there's no judgment about anything I do um, for my clients, but I can visibly see it. And when, after we have a session and we get things going and we start the organizing process and things start to feel a little lighter, there's a change. There's a physical change in their body, in their presence. They look lighter. I can see their mind is more clear. And that would just be after one session. And, and it continues to happen. And I have seen people change their lives in so many ways. There's nothing makes me happier than when I go back to a client's home and it is exactly the way we left it. Because guess what? They changed a habit. They created a new habit. And now they're moving on to things that really matter in their life. Um, big events can be a big cause. So if there's a death in the family, if there's a divorce, these are, these are things that cause clutter. Maybe you were, um, someone left you, you know, a, a, an aunt, a relative, a grandmother left you a bunch of stuff, or you're the person in the family that they're like, okay, well, you know, C has a garage. Let's just dump all the boxes from grandma's house in his garage and then cut to five years later, nobody's gone through them. So those kinds of events can and create. Yeah. I I, I don't want to be gauche, but what do you charge? Oh, that's not tacky at all. Um, it's posted on my website. So I'm $85 an hour. And if I work with a team, it's $75 an hour per person. And it's much more effective to work with a team. We get a lot more done. It's like an exponential experience. It just happens much faster. I mean, I'm going to come right out and say it. That's a deal. I, I thought you were going to charge a lot more than that. That's a oh, deal. I mean, my rates. <laughs> and and actually, you know, to I know that when I've cleaned something up, like when just my desk, you know, there is that ah, that feeling of satisfaction. And if you're doing that on a much grander level, an office, a house, a garage, or you know, the boxes that you got uh, sent over from uh, grandma's old house or whatever. That has that's such a deal. And hours, in terms of hours, does it uh, is there an average there that kind of takes place? Um, it it greatly it varies greatly. It, it really depends on the client's decision making ability. So how fast are they going to move through stuff? Um, usually, if it's if I will just say if it's a very 
cluttered but kind of average office, we can make a big difference in 24 hours. Okay. Like a so really big difference. We're running out of time, and I've got so many more questions. So I want to try and circle back to one, which I just thought would be funny and amusing. Have you ever, when you're going through stuff, have you ever found something where somebody's like, oh, uh, uh, and they're just like, uh, you know, something inappropriate. I don't want any names or anything, but, you know, just something fun that was, you know, like oopsie. Uh, uh, yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> you don't have to tell me what it is. No, but I mean, but it, I have Does it begin with a P and end with an N? Listen, I've organized everything from um, a weed drawer. <laughs> it's legal here in California, so, yes. you know. It, I'm not kidding. We had a section for edibles. We had a section for paper. I And, and the bedside goodie drawer. Okay. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. But sometimes I'll, I'll sense, you know, someone will be like, there'll be a box in the closet and all of a sudden that sort of like mysteriously gets put off to the side. So I just ignore it. I, <laughs> I can sense when people, I go, okay, well, there, why don't you just do that one on your own? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love that. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I know I'm all over the place here, but um, we were yeah. talking about Evernote and I was just thinking about my Evernote. And it's like Evernote is great, but even my Evernote is bloated because I don't know how to use it properly or it's just it's just bloated. And maybe it's OK to be bloated because of the way Evernote works in terms of searching and finding stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I have heard people say that it doesn't matter to them and they can just search. I, I that drives me crazy. I just I think you your brain still ends up looking for the notebook. So just here's a question to you. Do you set things up as in terms of notebooks? You have a lot of, is that your bloating? No, it's no. No, I read something once. I had it set up as an inbox. And then the idea was that I would, you know, put things in, you know, the, here, so here's the thing. You know, you set up, you put it in the inbox. The inbox is for review. And then you move things into the notebooks when you review them. Guess who never reviews anything? Right. Yeah. So it just ends up, right. Right. So it's just like this massive. Tags? Tagging is a great so yes, I have used tags, but I'm not, uh, and I'm actually learning to use tags more from my Twitters, my Twitter feed, you know, by putting out the Twitters, you know, you're tagging, you know, you're hashtagging, you're, you know, doing the at sign, you know, to get people and things like that. So I'm learning to tag more. And so I'm constantly doing that on uh, my Evernote, but still, I know I suffer from Evernote bloat. I even have... Like, Evernote bloat. Evernote bloat. I know. I'm, I'm coining the phrase. I, I want 50 cents every time somebody says it. Mm. Uh, but uh, I know that I even, I have it in, I have like inbox and then I have like old Evernote, you know, like the stuff I didn't have. <laughs> so it's crazy. So yeah. So that's another niche, I suppose that. Yeah. Well, Evernote is easiest when it's simple. And any system is the the more simple you can create a system, keep the structure flat, meaning don't have a bunch of notebooks, a bunch of you know. At, tags are the best way to find things. I'm I'm a believer in having just a couple of notebooks, and then using your tags to find things. And then of course it does have an amazing searching tool. So right, and when you say a couple notebooks, you're like personal business. 
something like personal that. Personal business. And right. then you, you can I, tag photography, recipes, things like that, because you don't need to have a single travel. notebook. Yeah. For every little, you know, thing in your life. Yeah, because for me, I don't, I, I, I don't want to look at all that. Right. I just want to, I just want to get what I want, and and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have been an incredible interview. Thank you very much. Uh, I want you to tell everyone how they can get a hold of you, and if they need to be organized in Los Angeles, they call you. But also let everybody know how to get a hold of the organization, no matter where they are. Okay. Well, uh, my website is organizedbyellis.com. You can reach me there. Should I get my phone number? If you want. Okay. 310-493-7201. Also follow me on Instagram at Organized by Ellis. And if you're looking for an organizer in your city, you can Google NAPO, N-A-P-O, and the National Association of Professional Organizers will come up. And there's a search function on there. And you can find a professional organizer in your area. Thanks so much, Laura. This was terrific. Thank you. So fun.